Welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And just like pro wrestling in Florida, we are an essential <laughs> essential podcast to continue to go on a weekly basis. So, Ed, uh, what's going on, man? How's it going there in uh, Jersey? Uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, the, the weather is uh, constantly changing. We're getting all seasons every other 10 hours, and... and uh. You know, uh, we're number two in the country with uh, uh, Corona. Well, let's see here. Ed seems to have dropped off. I don't think it was coronavirus related, but uh, hopefully he jumps back on. We'll have to see what uh, what we were going with. Obviously, not a lot of action to, to be talking about, but um, we were going to look into the UFC 249 situation and the the last minute or not last minute, but the cancellation that took pay, place last week um, due to uh, some pressure from the Sorry state of California. Her. There, Ed, yeah. Ed's back. Ed's back. I was just telling everybody we were going to look into the UFC 249 situation. Yeah. Um, no. Th- Sorry about that. The, uh, as I was talking about the weather, the storm, I don't know if it messed with my internet or not, but I, I was all right yesterday. But anyway, go ahead, man. Continue. Yeah, no, I was just saying that we were going to talk about how the state of California, uh, Governor Newsom and Dianne Feinstein basically pressured uh, Disney, uh, which is the leading owner, if not the complete owner of uh, of ESPN, to, uh, to pressure Dana White to uh, cancel the event that appeared to be scheduled for the Tachi Palace. Uh, near Fresno, California. So, so that kind of went down. Uh, what middle of last week or so? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> yeah. was right after we. Uh, yeah, we. we well, did Thursday night, my time. Thursday afternoon for you, but yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. Remember if I, I messaged you when it when the when the news broke or when uh, Akimoto first broke the news. Obviously, that's the new that's the new button man for media for the UFC. Uh, over at ESPN and um yeah man so like my Thursday turned from like oh what's you know we're waiting around for 249 to happen till I mean I had already written a few articles uh, over at mmanews.com when I woke up that morning it was about how uh they were going to get covid-19 tests for all the fighters and coaches and people were like well you know how the hell did that happen and then by you know 8 hours later <laughs> it was like you know you in the you ain't getting shit. Not only are you not getting tests, you're not getting venue, you're not doing anything. Shut down. So, yeah, it was crazy, man. Uh, I uh Thursday was a crazy day. I didn't I think I finally messaged you afterwards like it was 10, 11 o'clock my time that I was like what a crazy day it was. From something that people were getting all hot and bothered about happening to to, you know, it not happening and um yeah, man. I mean, it's just madness how uh, how it went from being not a sanctioned event to a sanctioned event, and then you know they're going to get testing and everything that you know because testing's hard. Tests are hard to get, so somehow the UFC was going to get them, and then you know then by that night it was like, no, slow your roll. Nobody's doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. We, I mean, we didn't. I don't think either of us thought it was going to go down, and then. Then it seemed like it was, and seemed like we were going to be wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's a couple things to point out. First of all, I think uh, the UFC 
whoever was pulling the the strings to make it happen uh, <laughs> definitely didn't choose the right state. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they weren't going to get any favors out of California. That's for sure. Well, well, it's crazy that you say that because uh, oh, I'm over here talking. This thing's on, right? Yeah, it's crazy that you say that uh, because the other thing is that you know we used to think that they could get everything they want in Nevada, and Nevada cut them off first. Yeah, but I mean, there was uh, it, it, Nevada. I mean, Nevada is still a liberal state. California mm-hmm. is an extremely liberal state, um, and not that that necessarily has much to do with it, but. They looks like they could have pulled this off in Florida if they wanted to, um, with Florida saying WWE was essential. <laughs> apparently, it doesn't separate um, sports, yeah. so uh, they could have they could have done this in in Florida if uh, you know whether they called Vince McMahon and used the WWE uh, studio or uh, just found a, a a barn in the middle of Jacksonville or something. It seems like they probably could have made it happen in that state. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, you got states like Wyoming, uh, where you could literally go out in the middle of nowhere, and and I don't I don't know what the numbers for uh, for uh, the coronavirus are in Wyoming, but I imagine it's not too widespread in, in mm-hmm. a state like that outside of maybe uh, you know some of the, some of the couple two big cities uh, I guess in the whole state. So yeah, uh, there might have been other ways to get around it. Um, California just seemed like it was. Uh, uh, one that I wouldn't have tried. The other thing that confuses me a little bit is the whole island idea. They say this island thing is still going down, and I'm hearing infrastructure is going in. Uh, are they really building on, an, on a deserted island somewhere? Is uh, did they not? Are they not going to an island where there's just some building? I mean, I literally could probably put an octagon in my living room. Are you telling me that they have to build an entire building? To, yeah. You know, there's not a barn. There's not an empty grocery store. I mean, a, you know? well, the thing about the island, I mean, my my thing is if the island, I thought initially the island was the answer to moving forward with everything going on. Because if you're in an island outside of the you know, U.S. territories and you're the, you know, you're renting it or you're the king of it, like the freaking uh, uh, McAfee guy, uh, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, uh, then you know you can do whatever you want. So now that uh, if if the plug got pulled from underneath you and and you're you obviously have to answer to because they I mean let's be honest I mean Dana White likes he said partners ESPN and my partners at Disney but those are your bosses like I mean if if they can shut you down and you say you want to go then they're your bosses so um uh if that's if that's the thing that that can shut you down. Then why keep moving forward? Doesn't an island and building infrastructure cost a lot of money? And then you saw Endeavor. Uh, th- that article came out yesterday. I don't know if it was Variety or Forbes that put it out or Wall Street Journal. You can look it look it up though. It's been floating around that they they got downgraded as far as like you know uh, their uh, their credit rating. And so if they're in the hole that much and you're spending money on islands, I mean I don't know if Dana White's digging a home for himself and he's just too crazy to know it from being home. Cause I know, I know, you know, being locked in has a, a weird effect on all of us, but uh, Jesus, man, I don't see how, how continuing to move forward with the Island makes sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense if ESPN's not going to allow it to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all, all that has to happen. It sounds like is, is a, uh, is the governor of California has to go after Disney again. And if he can have Disney by the balls, whether it's, 
passing yeah. – I mean, I don't know, some kind of tax or – I mean, he can go after some company if he really wants to. So I don't think uh, – and, and ESPN is not necessarily – seems to me like they backed off the broadcast. So just because it happens right. in a foreign country or in, a, in the middle of a – you know, in the ocean somewhere, I mean, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something that they're going to back down to. Um, yeah, the Endeavor thing's interesting. I saw that the credit rating was downgraded to like, um, you know, I don't know all the terminology, but like you said, it went from a, a fair rating basically down to a dangerous uh, level. Yeah, you know, I think you said it went from like yeah. a, a, B, a B to a C plus or something like that, which mm-hmm. or a B plus to a C plus, something like that. But uh, I, I mean, we kind of hint, uh, you know, talked about this a little bit. We don't know all the the numbers and, and the business side of it, but. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't know how they're going to make money if if their company is essentially based off of live events and um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. they've they've got to be hurting whether it's concerts or uh, plays or you know whatever kind of stuff they're they're completely totally intertwined with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think uh, I think the I don't know they they might be so desperate for money Dana White might just be trying to make a move. Maybe he doesn't really. I don't know. I also saw that they have to they have to produce a certain amount of content in order to basically pay ESPN. Um, I, what was it? $750 million or something in, in, in revenue to give to ESPN to, cause ESPN, I believe pretty much prepaid their, their contract. They, mm-hmm. they the UFC gets paid a, a set price for each pay-per-view uh, whether, whether it sells one buy or it sells, a hundred million buys, they get it based off of a, of a model of a couple of years ago's pay-per-views. So it'll be interesting to see, cause obviously they're not going to get that many shows in. They're not, uh, people aren't going to have the money in their pocket to be able to uh, afford to do multiple pay-per-views a month to try to make this up uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would, it's a really tough situation, I guess, uh, from a business perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if you're a promoter. I mean, if you look at other guys like uh, Sean Merriman did a couple of interviews with for Lights Out Fighting, how he's taking a hit. I mean, not being able to, to put these events on, obviously you're going to take a hit, especially if you still have to pay out. You know, like, like uh, I mean, I know Coker did it early uh, before Friday the 13th, before everything really started hitting the fan. And, um, you know, he did it early enough where he said, you know, well, we can make that money back. And they do have that nice gap of, uh, of time, uh, before the next event, which is May 9th. It's kind of getting closer, but, you know, uh, if you look at the numbers, they're already talking about, uh, reopening strategies and plans. You know, if they have to move forward, they could do, do it with closed venues. But to go back to the thing you said about the, uh, WWE, I know uh, Malky Kawa, uh, who manages John Jones and a bunch of other fighters. He even said, uh, "Why aren't why are, why aren't WWE and AEW being made to stop doing anything?" And uh, I mean, like you said, I mean that's a really good idea. I, I wonder if that was the second location if he couldn't do Tachi Palace because uh, when Dana White did the full interview, if you guys haven't seen it, go to ESPN's uh, MMA YouTube channel. It's like a 21-minute interview with Dana White and, and Brett Akimoto, and he says that, that he had another place that he had as a backup to Tachi. He verified that it was Tachi Palace and, and that he, he had another alternative already in the, in, the, in the working, and I'm wondering if it was Florida or not. But, uh, I mean, it, it's a good question because obviously uh, we're getting – they had a SmackDown last night. I mean, AEW has been regular, and, and, and 
I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of backlash outside of the news that came out yesterday about WWE being essential. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. It just seems like a a, a lot of uh, more spending when you could just be waiting and saving like everyone else. You know, uh, just that that whole attempt, the, uh, knowing that during the pandemic, the, the the chances of it not being able to happen were really high. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, what was being proven there by trying to move forward. I just cockiness, arrogance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would say that that pays a big role into it. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't blame him for trying to pull it mm-hmm. off. I just don't understand. Coming to California to me was just a, a that was that was never going to happen in the state of mm. California. Uh, living here, the politics here weren't going to allow it to happen. Uh, you know, whatever political side you're on, uh, Dana White being a friend of Donald Trump. There's too many people in California here that weren't going to allow yeah. a friend of Donald Trump to pull off a, a sporting event. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and and that's, of- that's why that's why I mean Trump and the the governor of Florida are are, are close. Uh, DeSantis out there, so it would have made mm-hmm. more sense to go to somewhere like that, um, or I mean, I don't know, Wait, Northern Canada. I mean, is there not like <laughs> you know? It seems to me like there's some places you could go where there's not anybody within a hundred miles of you if you just wanted to do it out of a barn in the middle of you know the, the tundra somewhere. You know, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm crazy, but that would have seemed like it would have been more of a, a possibility of happening than than trying yeah. to do it outside of fresno especially with uh, northern california and the bay area kind of being one of the hotter spots uh fresno is not considered bay area but it is east of you know it's it's not far it's it's a the, couple hours from from that the hot spot areas up there in northern california so i mean i would assume that if they're going to keep moving if they're going to pick up where they left off when when they can resume 249 still has to be the next pay-per-view event it still has to uh, happen, um, you know, uh, some someplace big. And he he did say that Tachi Palace was backing him a lot. To that, uh, Dana White said he was so appreciative of it that he said he wanted to bring a big event to Tachi Palace when they can resume. Do you think it's still going to be two forty nine and with no. the original with the original booking? No, no. I mean, it all depends on what our reopening looks like. Mm. Um, it depends who you listen to. I mean, you got some people out there saying that you can't, they're not, there won't be sporting events for another like 18 months and stuff mm. like that. And I, I mean, I don't see, I don't see that happening. If that's the case, then Las Vegas never opens up. Uh, schools really don't open up. Uh, mm. Casinos don't open up. Um, you know, I, once, once Indian reservations open up their casinos, I'm not sure exactly what, uh, can be done to stop them from wanting to put on an event. Uh, I just don't see if it's going to be one where they're selling tickets to, I don't think it would be, uh, they would do two forty nine at, at Tachi palace. I've never been to that casino, but um, I think I probably have a pretty good idea of what it's like. I don't, it's not like Mohegan sun or anything like that. We're not talking a, a 12,000 seat arena. We're mm. talking probably like 4,000 seat rodeo ground. Um, bleachers, <laughs> something like that, and that's yeah. that's that's what a lot of them are around here. Hmm. Um, that, I mean, that's the majority. We don't have big arenas um, on any of the West Coast ones. Uh, Pachanga's built their new complex, and I think they hold somewhere maybe a five thousand, six thousand hmm. uh, when set up for a concert or a fight to the maximum capacity. But um, 
Yeah, Mohegan yeah. Sun's a nice arena. I mean, yeah, you got Mohegan Sun. That that's kind of a rarity uh, for. I mean, that's. But that's in the middle. They're not surrounded by, you know, down here, you know, reason to have a giant sports arena at Indian Reservation when you can drive 45 minutes and you're in L.A. or 45 minutes and you're in San Diego. They have the the capability of having those there. So but once they open up the casinos um, and the Indian reservations, I don't see how that they could if they wanted to do unsanctioned events, they could do unsanctioned events essentially kind of what Bellator used to do Mm. um, or or old old school UFC when it was. under a tent in, in like Alabama and stuff. It wasn't really, you know, might've been regulated, but not really regulated. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, what did I you mean, make I of the fights, but yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. No, I, same here. I mean, not, not, not anytime soon. I mean, I, I've, I've saw options. They've talked about like options of like uh, uh, doing closed off events to doing events in places with uh, like a, a, a percent a small percentage of its normal capacity um so that there's not that many people in there but i mean i think it all boils down to uh uh i mean the what people find out as time goes by and and uh and the human race as as uh as a species building up their immunities to uh, to uh to what's going on in the world but one one uh the one of the the earlier things that happened because we had our uh john burke on last week that was an awesome guest awesome stories on the podcast so folks listening if you if you didn't see last week's please check it out um but um so we didn't get to do an immediate reaction to everything going on and uh obviously uh that's what we're doing now but the uh what did you make of the uh making them switch the main event from uh justin gaethje to uh tony ferguson um i mean how did you like that fight i actually didn't mind it at all no i mean for considering what the, the alternatives were um it was fine i mean i'm honestly i'm glad it didn't go down i guess mm-hmm. um i mean had it happened it were great if it was happening this weekend great we get to watch the fights it mm-hmm. goes down it's gonna be probably a great fight exciting fight um realistically i like to see ferguson not fight that fight and we still get the khabib fight even if it's not for a couple more months again yeah. i i, I it's just I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't think anybody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, it's not a matter of anybody. Nobody knows yeah. uh, what we're going to be at here and um, who's going to be willing to go to live events. I mean, I say I'll still go, but as long I mean, I, eventually I'll go. Whether I go in like July if they have them or not, that might still be up in the air depending on what the numbers look like and um, you know what what how everything's unfolding, but. Um, I mean, you hear people talking about stuff not happening, you know, no football crowds throughout the end of the year and stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see that right now. But uh, that's what some people are saying. Some people are guessing. Other people are saying other stuff. But I just, I mean, I don't know what the difference between a, you know, a thousand people at a uh, Indian reservation MMA event and is any different than a than a high school. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of trial and error, and a lot of like slowly leaking back into normalcy or what we remember as being normal. And um, I think it will be like, I mean, if, as far as sports as a whole are concerned, it's going to be a lot of closed off events and folks watching from home before they even start trying to trickle into you know, you know, ten percent capacity and things like that. I mean, playing it safe is, is what I see happening. Um, just you know, being here in the Northeast where the numbers are the highest. So that's what I see happening. But as far as the, the matchup, 
I was actually kind of looking forward to to Gaethje and and Ferguson. Um, Gaethje's like some uh, fighter that I never count out. I was uh, actually uh, the money was already refunded, but as soon as it was, it was announced, I put money on Gaethje through a uh, FanDuel or whatever sports book that I that I, I use, and uh, I was just like, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna grab this action while I can. And then obviously, uh, as, as soon as <laughs> as soon as it was made, it was taken away. Um, it would have been a great matchup. I mean, Gagey hits hard as hell, knocks a yeah. lot of people out, and Ferguson's not afraid to take some punishment. So it would have really been interesting to see how it would have unfolded. Yeah. I uh, uh, Gagey would have been a good bet, in my opinion. I I always say everybody loses in MMA, and um, while Khabib Khabib's style allows him to maybe not defend that off a longer period of time due to his wrestling ability, uh, when guys are primarily stand up brawling even if you're jujitsu and stuff without the total dominant wrestling, eventually you get caught, you get, you get hurt, you get cut. Um, you, something happens. So I feel that's part of the reason why I'm kind of happy. It didn't go down is because mm. um, I, you'd hate to see a, a cut stop that fight or yeah. something. And then Ferguson, we never see the could be fight. And maybe we never will. We're already what yeah. over five now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So who knows, but you know, I, I, it was a, it was a, I mean, for a replacement fight, it was a hell of a fight. The whole card, yeah. they put, the whole card that they tried to put together would have been a hell of a card. Yeah, um, and it started. I mean, obviously, that we lost uh, Namajunas Andrade leading up to the eventual cancellation. But that was one thing that I saw. I mean, it was already like what eleven, twelve fights, and then and then uh, you know that happened. And I actually, I mean, so for folks, you know, obviously we didn't discuss this on on, on last week's episode, but. When you and I had talked, we were like, let's not do this week's episode until late Friday night. We were going to have beers and everything going yeah. just, because, just because of the wackiness of, of if it even got that far. Um, because we were we literally were thinking like anything could pull the plug on this. And I'm kind of glad it happened early as far as just for safety concerns. But one of the things that uh, one of the things that I saw the next day that I, I don't know if you you caught wind of it or not, but I was just like. There was people that were like saying that uh, media and and certain fans and stuff were celebrating the cancellation, as opposed to you know folks that wanted it to happen. And um, shout out to Nolan King and and uh, Danny Segura over at uh, MMA Junkie. I mean, I don't think anyone was like pro making it happen or pro anti making it happen. I mean, like like you said just a few minutes ago, we all just kind of want to see the fights in in the most you know safest best way possible. I don't think anybody was overly happy about it. Uh, what was your take as far as like the aftermath? I mean, I didn't see it so much from media. Uh, there was a couple. Uh, I think there's like two people that did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, wanna, I don't want to badmouth people I don't know personally, or I don't yeah. know even their, their real names. A couple people on the forum, the MMAcommunity.com mm. forum. One specifically, I'm not even going to. I don't even know what his forum name is anymore, but he was, uh, but he, he has this thing out for Dana White. So mm. his whole thing was, oh, it makes Dana White look like an idiot. Ha ha ha. Fights are canceled. What an idiot. Yeah. You know, so he was kind of enjoying it and I, I, I called him out on it. I thought it was pretty weak. Um, I get the whole Dana White hate thing. Some people hate him. Some people love him. He's been a part of our lives for basically 20 something years now. <laughs> yeah. I, I got over it a long time ago. You know, I don't yeah. agree with a lot of shit he does, but I'm not going to sit here and celebrate a damn fight getting canceled because no, it hurts like, Dana White. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just that's just uh, I, I don't know. I, that's just 
Childish shit. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to say yeah. it. So um, I did see some of that, a handful of that, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, you know, Dana White makes a lot of stupid decisions. I, I, so I understand that, like I said, the, the, the want to see him fail at some stuff, but not at the expense of the fighters, the fighters pay the, uh, the, and the, and the chance at some entertainment. Um, again, but with that said, I didn't think this was going to happen either. Uh, yeah, just, there was uh. too many obstacles. Um, I, I think that I, I don't know. I don't know all the, all the rules and regulations and what Nevada would allow and what would, wouldn't allow. I know the WWE and I think even AEW is recording a lot of their matches and they're kind of piecing together their shows, you know, so they don't have to necessarily bring in an entire <laughs> roster of people. Well, I know Dynamite is live, um, and it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, I just, but, I mean, so, but 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 for I mean, WWE, I believe is doing like the WrestleMania was taped. It was taped two weeks. The WrestleMania ago. was taped, yeah. So I don't I don't know. Like I I, I think with WWE or with with UFC, basically stuff has to be kind of made public if it's considered a real non a non exhibition match. If it's an exhibition match, you can keep stuff private and kind of hide it. Um, from being public record. That's what they do mm. with a lot of the, that's how the ultimate fighter basically survived. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those matches are, don't go on their official records. I'm wondering if you could kind of do something like that. Like if you just consider fight, some fights, exhibition fights, and maybe you don't get the Ferguson's and the Gages and the Khabib's, but le- why can't, if you have kind of a contender series, can you not pre-record a fight, a, a event a night from the, the performance center? Could you not like, for the next two weeks, once a night have is that way you're not bringing in a million people. You're bringing in one, two fighters, two corner yeah. men. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of yeah. limiting it to how many people are there. You record it. Even if you, instead of having the eight cameras, you do it on two cameras, you know, yeah, and, I mean, submission you, on the ground was one camera and that looked fine. You know, you do something like that and you just, you just yeah, put some con <laughs> to put some content out. That might be something. I, and again, I don't know, but you, you use the up and coming fighters, the guys, you yeah. know, the, you know that are that it doesn't matter if it goes on their record or not. A loss doesn't necessarily matter. You don't hurt it against somebody, or you just you do it kind of like a, a tough thing. You go, hey, we there's enough fighters in Vegas. You probably don't even have to fly anybody in or bring anybody in. Just call up the schools that are around there that have guys training in their gyms anyway. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not there's not full on training camps going on necessarily, but guys are still sneaking into the gyms and hitting the heavy bags. You see it all yeah. over Instagram. You see it all over Facebook and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's Daniel Zaldivar. <laughs> that's our Making fun next. of my yeah. <laughs> the uh, so that would be something I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if Nevada would shut that down. It just seems like you can only limit stuff so much um, that if you if you just kind of if you have two, one fight a night and you have six people in the entire building, mm-hmm. is that is that pushing the limits? And you do that every night for a week with the same everybody except well, you're putting in two fighters. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. No, but uh, that's one of the ideas I saw being kicked around. As far as like, I mean, it's kind of it would kind of bring us back to pre Endeavor ownership. Uh, you know, as far as like, so uh, it might have been it might have been Ariel Helwani that said, you know, there they could we could see Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday events in one week, kind of like uh, old school international fight week, which would be kind of cool, you know. And and I think the more if they have to put more events on closer together like that then maybe they start they start picking out you know uh younger guys up and coming guys to fill these cards just to get uh 
just to give them an opportunity and be able to put on the events. But the other thing too is, I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of fighters raring to go. I mean, this downtime is is time for them. You know, no one's ever a hundred percent when they step in there. This is time for like like Burke said last week. You know, this is time to rest and heal and maybe work on your cardio only or, or bulk up a little if you're thinking about uh, you know developing your strength. I mean, there there's there's things that they can do in the meantime while that that can make for some great events in the future. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I think once once a state allows even closed door events to start going, I think the UFC could, could really kick some ass at that point and, and start pumping events out. we could literally, like you said, you could have a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday mm-hmm. night fights. Um, and, and that would probably put be on fight pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, just put it. Well, a lot of them would be on ESPN. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying you that know, you all know. your fight nights. And I guess I wasn't really thinking that when I was saying two pay-per-views a month, yeah. that's one way to make up money. But another way is just to have pump out events on a Tuesday night on ESPN. Yeah, on ESPN Red, yeah. You know, you just put on a regular ESPN or ESPN, yeah. even ESPN, whatever the, the platform is, the, the cheaper than a, than a $70 pay-per-view. Um, and by the way, I'm kind of glad the, about the cancellation because trying to explain to people, uh, family members who were looking for some sports right. content about how to order a UFC pay-per-view now is is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I was setting up to meet my uncle to hand him off a fire stick. Uh, <laughs> I was going to let him use my subscription to order the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, I'm not, I, I mean, I can't just tell these people. You know, they ask me, you know, being oh, yeah. an MMA guy in the family, and I'm like, oh well, yeah, it doesn't just cost sixty dollars anymore. Now you got to, you don't have a smart TV, so now you got to go buy a fire stick. Then you got to subscribe to a year of ESPN Plus. <laughs> then you got to buy the pay per view. I'm like, yeah, it's like one hundred sixty dollars now to. Uh, to order your first pay-per-view so yeah ridiculous um, you know so it that that is that's insane um i thought that eventually that will kick their ass at some point and i think it still will i don't i don't understand that uh that whole that platform but we've we've discussed that with you and your yeah. your hatred for espn plus on, on multiple Spe- occasions speaking of platforms uh so some news came out over the weekend with uh, Eddie Hearn, uh, uh, Danny jumping in the chat here made me, reminded me, uh, you know, he had that conversation with Logan Paul on his Instagram where he talked about uh, possibly promoting mixed martial arts in the U.S. Uh, under uh, one of the names he kicked around was Matchroom MMA because he does matchroom boxing. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't you know obviously I me you and me we like the more promotions the better because we get to see more guys fight newer guys fight and stuff like that but. Uh, I mean, that would be something to. I think if he did do that and he did it under DAZN, that would certainly uh, bring some value to DAZN, especially as, as hitting on the MMA demographics since it's so boxing heavy. Uh, what do you think about it? A couple things. Well, first of all, I, I mean, you, if you have the platform DAZN, I figure why not? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, you're not trying to promote a pay per view. You're not so much. It's, you know, you got the monthly subscriptions. Um, so you can easily put your, your product out there. Um, obviously golden boy promotions kind of puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth when it comes to boxers yeah. trying to do stuff, but they were trying to sell a pay-per-view, uh, with big name, a big name headliner of two, uh, backside of the hill fighters, uh, to say it. Um, and, uh, I think that that was their, their problem, um, if they had a platform where they, if let's say they just put that was just going on Fox Sports, then uh, then I don't think they would have had necessarily the same fallout uh, because you wouldn't have had a lot of people 
talking about having to to fork out you know whatever it was 40 bucks 50 bucks for that pay-per-view um you bring up the zone which I, I i'm wondering uh how they're gonna get through this because they're a live they're they're a subscription uh platform based off of live events and we're going on now what uh, a month and a half without a single live event on their platform mm-hmm. we're possibly looking at a, another couple months um, yeah. if not more um yeah that that's what i mean if there's if yeah i agree uh i agree with yeah. that uh just because um you know coming off of coming off of this pause on sports i think everyone is either going to try to come back as safe as they can but they're also going to come with a lot of content hard and if if hearn's mind is there i mean that's you know not for nothing eddie hearn has complimented dana white a lot on his drive and business the way he does business and uh you know they're probably like-minded in that sense even though even though he also said that the way he handled 249 was a little you know obviously uh uh maybe overkill or whatever but um i mean uh that's the way I think that's the, that's the idea that needs to be kicked around. I think smaller regional promoters need to look at maybe cross promoting, you know, uh, you know, lights out versus LFA and, and what, you know, I'm just throwing that, those two off the top of my head, but um, I mean, fans would love it. And uh, anyone that has, that's partnered with a streaming service would probably, uh, you know, find a way to, to make some more money off of that. Do you think people are going to have a sour taste in their mouth though paying for DAZN right now when they're not getting any content for their $20 a month? I mean, I I would imagine I don't have the service and outside of those Ock and Barack dorks, I don't really I don't really like look at what they do alternatively. I know I know Robin Black does some stuff for them. So maybe they're producing content like that uh or you know where they have people discussing interviewing fighters or, or look looking back at uh stuff like that but as far as like uh it's probably not saving them any bucks is if you know what i mean but um i thought i read something that uh they were they're already having some trouble because of this anyway i forgot what it was if it was uh that they had to pause service or they they paused uh charging folks or something like that if I that's the case i mean that that would be a way to do it or add add months to the back end of these people's yeah. subscription yeah i just think it's a that's a rough one when you're paying for live content streaming service and, and there's nothing uh, nothing available for the time. Oh, that's uh, actually uh, I've actually spoke with Scott Coker about that. It's on this. Uh, would Hearn talk to Scott Coker about it since they both have agreements with the zone, maybe partner with Bellator. So it's already over a year that I, I spoke with Scott Coker about it. You can look at the uh, interview on this YouTube channel uh, where Coker says that they actually did talk about doing stuff together. When I brought it up to him, it was it was about including boxing uh, in uh, I I feel like the event, uh, the dream event that only Matt and I really liked, uh, the Dynamite event. You know, like uh, it seemed like your gen- general MMA fan was like, "Oh, what's this? I don't want to see." Because I talked to Coker about doing it not only just in MMA fights. You know, they have that transformable cage that they have. But throwing grappling and, you know, and he mentioned he, that, he, that he had spoke with Hearn about it already. And we already know that Coker's not a, opposed to cross-promoting uh, events. I mean, he's been, he, he did everything with Ryzen. I feel like if Ryzen didn't have their fight TV thing, they would probably jump in somehow with the zone, which uh, I don't know why it hasn't happened. But I don't know. What, what's your thoughts, Matt? No, I think that uh, 
I mean, yeah, I like the dynamite kind of stuff. I think now it might be a little bit hotter time to do that because of the the world of boxing really has uh, been on fire. Let's say mm-hmm. like the last two years. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of MMA fans have been open; their eyes have been open to the world of boxing and and, and how good it can be. Um, I think that maybe a cross promotion where uh, maybe you, I don't know if they have. Uh, I know like Cyborg wanted to do boxing. So maybe you work something out with one of mm-hmm. Eddie Hearn's uh, female boxers and they do some mm-hmm. kind of fight there. Um, maybe you do like a, you know, we got a backlog of events now with stuff starting to get canceled. So maybe mm-hmm. all of a sudden you, you do the World Grand Prix fights from your show that got canceled, Musashi, uh, 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 Lima, you know, some uh, Bader, Nemkov. Let's say you get like five or six basically super fights from the, the Bellator side and you put it on a card with like Joshua or something. I mean, or Ruiz or, you know, Joshua might be different because he, he sells like a like a maniac in the UK. But mm-hmm. if you put if you let's say you put Ruiz in there against one of the other top contending boxers and you actually have a, a fight that some people are uh, recognize, recognize the boxing guy. Uh, the problem that's kind of with the dynamite uh, card for for Bellator was that like we had like uh, uh, Paul Daly box. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Fernando Gonzalez. So you had two MMA guys basically boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have a big name, you know, the thing about the, the, when dynamite from, from pride is that you had K one and at the yeah. time K one was arguably more popular, if not more popular than pride. So you had Ernesto Hoost, you had, you know, you had a bunch of drum LeBanner, you had, you had a bunch of big name guys that could sell the, the kickboxing side yeah. of it as well. So I think that that's what you need. As long as you can get some boxing f- names in there and combine it, I think you could do a great. Uh, promotion of, of whether it's cross and mixing some talent or just having, okay, we're going to have three boxing matches, five MMA fights, crisscross them, mix them up on the card and, and, uh, and go for it. So I don't know. I mean, I like it. I don't know Eddie Hearns all that well, other than some of the stuff. I don't know if he's uh, how engaged he is with the fighters. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, how well he would know the history of MMA. If he knows it at all, that kind of stuff, MMA fans will pick that apart. If they see a promoter, uh, well, MMA fans will pick anything apart, you know. Correct, I mean. but you know, we we, we can't we can't attack De La Hoya yeah. for him not knowing his stuff, and then cut Eddie Hearn yeah. slack just because we like him a little bit more. You know what I well, mean? So I mean, it's, De, La, it's got, De La Hoya, I feel like like at the beginning, maybe he was getting a, a a little bit of a you know, okay, come on and try, and then and then when he was just being very ignorant about, because uh, I mean, not for nothing, I reached out. Uh, I think I was still writing for Frontproof Media back then, and, and I reached out a few times, like, to do coverage and interviews. And, and I mean, if you don't even bother to know the names of the guys on on your card, you no, know, that, then, I mean that's that's yeah. that, that shows how invested you are into actually promoting uh, uh, an event outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I agree. And that, and when you call him Chuck Lydell over and over again, stuff like <laughs> that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he, he set himself up for that. I just, you know, if we're going to be fair across the board, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know Eddie Hearn. So maybe he's a complete opposite. Of, he is. Uh, I mean, I that. think he's more, he's definitely a more cerebral promoter. The fact that he's looking into it and he acknowledges, uh, you know, like that he'd be going against the UFC and stuff like that. Um, I mean, he's definitely somebody that's more in tune with, uh, promoting the 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 science of promoting if 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 it is a science you know just like uh you know djing can be a science to a dj yeah. so I, f- I feel like he's definitely more uh, in tune with that 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it sounds like they're going to do it. Um, it. It would take some probably, it would probably take a partnership with Bellator for them mm-hmm. to be able to, to really kind of pull this off because the talent pool would get um, really, really light. And I mean, you could start it off though, I guess. I, I mean, HDNet fights started off kind of that way. And a lot of those guys. So over time, but I, I don't think I mentioned it, but, but the, the conversation he had was with, uh, with Logan Paul, who's obviously been sort of teasing doing MMA because he already did boxing with the zone on, on uh, those YouTube boxing events or whatever it was. And, um, you know, obviously we saw him, he trained with Paulo Costa and stuff like that. He caught that, he caught uh, a KO off of that, but he grappled really well. And I know Dylan Dennis has been, I don't know if Dylan Dennis trying to fight his brother or him, but Dylan Dennis is with Bellator slash, you know, the zone. So, that's there's definitely the makings of something there if they want to do it. If one thing's gonna piss me off about this <laughs> damn coronavirus, it's gonna be that it's forcing me to talk about fucking Logan Paul. And <laughs> Any, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Dylan Dennis will tap the guy out in forty five seconds, thirty seconds. That'll be it. I mean, let's be serious here. They're, they're, it's <laughs> you know Logan yeah. Paul. Logan Paul is the best boxer at your gym. You know you're gonna throw him in there with Dylan Dennis in an MMA match. I mean I'm not yeah. a huge Dylan Dennis fan, and I you know I don't think he's some killer in MMA, but he'd submit the shit out of him and he'd grab a leg and it'd be over. And yeah, which is I'm su- I'm surprised he hasn't jumped on that. You know usually I, I guess because he's he had knee surgery recently, so he's healing up from that. So maybe that's uh maybe that's why he's just toned down his uh. You know his attacks on anybody, but uh, I don't know. He only calls out people that he can't fight. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen him call out anybody ever in Bellator, but he's calling out John Jones and everybody from John Jones down in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Jake Smith, we've had on the show. Uh, oh yeah, Jake Smith wanted him. He, he, Vinicius De Jesus wanted to fight him. Yeah, yeah, but he don't call none of those guys out. Those guys will go after him on Twitter, and Dale and Dass will ignore them, and he'll call out some uh, some you. YouTube actor. <laughs> exactly. I'm more likely to get called out by Dylan Dennis than than Jake Smith at this point. It seems so. Who knows? But uh, I don't know, man. I, I just I hope we get some action uh, sooner than later, so we can start to uh, get a little bit of a rhythm going again with the fights and get the divisions going. Oh, I think that God. actually happened, Daniel. <laughs> I feel like that actually did come up and it got dismissed by CM Punk. Well, there's your that's your matchroom boxing main event. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> why not? Uh, that's that's it right there. Steel cage match. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I I, I don't know. Uh, again, you just don't know. I don't know where we're going to be at. We might get to a point where it has to be two actors and fighting each other because. because uh, Van Damme and Wesley Snipes. I always wanted to see that one. Yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Snipes. There's been we yeah. that we never got to see over the years. Yeah. Uh, Hell, maybe Dana can actually box Tito now. <laughs> yeah, I mean they well, definitely need the, they need the matches. So I don't know, but uh, who knows? Hell, if I was Vince McMahon at this point, I'd be putting on MMA fights in my in my. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'd be promoting MMA out of out of uh, Orlando, where he's doing the the, the the wrestling stuff right now. But, yeah, they they are, don't they already like have a partnership or ownership or something with with Tap Out that used to be an MMA exclusive thing. Now yeah. it's. Oh, they, oh, could, they could probably start. They, could, they could call a tap out MMA. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and, uh, help with content for the show. Cause uh, 
We're gonna need to we'll work on lining some guests up, but man, this could be a uh, this could be a dark few weeks. Uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll find something to keep us entertained. They're re-airing uh, Bellator two thirty nine tonight on uh, Bellator's YouTube channel. And then tomorrow they have uh, Hoist Gracie's doing a seminar, so I think that's a nice coincidence, being that we had his black belt John Burke on last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell yeah, recreate the Kumite and Bloodsport, yeah. Well, that's what, kind of what I thought we were going to get with this fight island, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. you know, if we're going to do this, I said it before, let's do it right. We don't need to have this unified rules. Let's just, you know, throw the drug testing out the door for a couple weeks and let's uh, <laughs> yeah. act like it's 1996 again, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh. That's what I'm saying, but uh, I guess that's it for this week, right? Yeah, fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow myself at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram. Till next week, Ed. We'll uh, we'll see what unfolds. Uh, someone's yeah. bound to get arrested or something. I mean, yeah, there's got to be a dolly to go through some window and some. Bum fights. Bum fights will probably make a comeback. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Take it easy, man. Hey, y'all. East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show.